0: next to a couple of mm-hmm. people that I love.
1: the money and run. That's just what uh, all the Jaguars recent free agent signings have been doing over the last several years, isn't it? (laughs) Seems like it lately. (laughs) And uh, that's a common theme amongst free agent signings in general. You know? Douglas syndrome. Uh, Aaron Ross. (laughs) uh, I'm on vacation down in Jacksonville. Yeah. It's rough to be a Jaguars fan, you know? You win free agency and then all of a sudden these guys are like I got paid. I got paid. I really don't give a crap if I play well for you. So that's pretty frustrating. Welcome to the twentieth episode of the Jinjag podcast. We've survived. We've made it to twenty. Woo-hoo. Technically, this should be twenty-one, but God. eventually, we'll forget that we uh, <laughs> that we screwed up episode eighteen. Um, so yeah, episode twenty of the Jinjag podcast. I'm Jordan Delugo. I'm here with my co-hosts Scott Klein and Hunter Evans. He's here. Yes, Hunter Evans is here. My bad. He missed missed his favorite episode when we covered tight ends pretty much the whole episode last week. And uh, he's back now. We've got a lot of stuff to get into. Uh, Going into last week, there was just a plethora of roster moves made by the Jaguars. This week, there haven't been a ton of roster moves. There has been one. Uh, But there's been press conferences held by Tom Coughlin, Doug Marone, and Dave Caldwell, the brain trust of the Jaguars organization, the head coach, the executive vice president, or the boss, whatever you want to call him, and the GM, Dave Caldwell, have all spoken to the media in the last week. And a lot of what they said uh, was kind of parallel between the different press conferences. You can tell that they have a unified idea, or at least they're – all trying to make us think that they have a unified idea. So, uh, that's good. We'll get into that. Uh, the Jaguars did sign Greg Van Roten, one of the coolest names. I just want to say Rotten. Greg Van Rotten. That's what you want from an offensive line, Yeah. <laughs> it's just a rotten guy. Greg Van Rotten from the Argonauts, CFL team. He played for the Jaguars' new quarterbacks coach over the last two seasons. Scott Milanovic. I'm sure that had something to do with him. Coming here, wouldn't you? Wouldn't Plus, you think? I mean, I mean, he's been he's been gaining accolades. Yeah, he did really done. well up in the CFL. And before he was in the CFL, he was undrafted free agent for the Packers in 2012, and then uh, also spent a little bit of time in Seattle before making his way to the CFL. So, interesting. Daps. We'll get into Daps. that a little bit. Adrian Peterson and Jamal Charles Woo! are both on the market. Wow. Two of the greatest running backs of the past decade. That's got to tell you how good
0: the running back draft is
1: this year. Yeah, baby. they are to walk yeah, away I mean, from these huge names. Yeah, well, the Chiefs had to. Yeah. Uh, the Chiefs had to get rid of Jamal or they wouldn't have been able to keep Eric Barry. And I think they just really valued Barry a lot more, um, as they should. We'll get into some combine weigh-ins. There's a couple running backs who piqued our interest. Mm-hmm. If you listen to the podcast, you probably know who they are. Um, but we want to start off getting into all the things that the uh, GM, coach, and EVP uh, talked about this week. But first, we've got to do some shameless plugs. This is the Jag podcast. Find us online at jimjag.com. Uh, We have all the latest news, analysis, everything you want in terms of uh, Jaguars stuff. It's just a good resource for all Jaguars fans. Check out our website, genjag.com. Also, follow us, please, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. On Facebook and Instagram, we're at Generation Jaguar. On Twitter, we're at Generation Jag. You can follow Hunter Evans at Hunter underscore Evans underscore seven on Twitter. Scott Klein you can find on Twitter at Klein one and you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Jordan DeLugo. So, last Friday Tom Coughlin spoke with the media for the first time since his um, introductory press conference. Then on Monday Dave Caldwell spoke with uh, 1010XL. Then today Doug Marone just made the rounds. He was talking to everybody. He talked to 1010XL. He talked to Jaguars.com. So we're going to get into some of their thoughts. I think the biggest thing that they all mentioned was mental toughness. Yeah. I think that is a sign that clearly they believe now that Bradley's teams were not mentally tough. And I think it's pretty easy to make that assessment based on what you saw over the last several years especially in 2016 when the team was in so many games that really they should have won, uh, or could have won, and they just dropped the ball. I believe Caldwell mentioned there was 10 games that he thought the Jaguars could have or should have won. Uh, And, you know, that's with a terrible offense last year. That's what it was. It was a terrible offense. And they were still in so many games, still right there ready to... uh, Win and they just couldn't capitalize at the end and make the make the big play in the last couple minutes of the game. So that's a big thing they talked about. Um, Coughlin didn't really get into Miles Jack, but both Caldwell and Marone did. Uh, Caldwell said on Monday that Jack needs to be on the field more. Duh. He's a three-down. But he also said he probably should have been on the field more last year. Yeah. So that's (laughs) Gus. What the heck? Todd, what are you doing?
0: And a lot of that is is playing in nickel a lot, and them not wanting care. to take Taz off the field. I don't care. Not wanting
1: to take Talvin off the field. They screwed up. Yeah. They should have got him on the field more. I agree. That's the bottom line. Um, and Caldwell knows it. Marone went ahead and expounded on that today, saying what you just said. He should be a three-down linebacker, yeah. and he's going to have to earn it. Yeah. I which... I'm very confident he will. So no, uh, Nothing is set in stone at this moment. You, every single player on
0: this roster is going to have to fight for their position.
1: Yeah, no question. Um, Tom Coughlin brought up... Well, he was asked about fullbacks, and uh, he made it pretty clear that he wants a fullback. Yeah. Um, he also made it pretty clear that he's not really a fan of move tight ends that can't be also inline tight ends that yeah. block. So, Hence the guy he just booted. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> in the last week, it also came out that there was friction regarding his lack of blocking, Julius Thomas's lack of blocking, and that led to his exodus in Jacksonville. And there was also, which we had speculated and many people had speculated about, uh, Jared Audrick, it also got released that there was a little bit of friction based on his... Just seemingly lack of interest in football. Yeah. Um, He's his own dude. We've talked about that before. Yeah, he knows what he wants, and football is not necessarily number one 24-7. Yeah, so um, those two things came out about guys that Jaguars are getting rid of. Uh, Caldwell also made a very... For me, it was just good to hear. He said, essentially, the auto is a strong side linebacker, and the Leo is a basic 4-3 end. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And he also said um, he doesn't really expect to, there to be a big difference in the defense in terms of the scheme, uh, except for the names of positions. Yeah. <laughs> so Otto and Leo are gone.
0: We'll see. So how, it would seem. We'll see how Jalen and... Uh... And
1: uh, Tayshawn, see how they feel about that. Marone commented on that today, too. And he said he's very unhappy with those comments about Todd Walsh's defense in the last game. And uh, I'm sure that's something that, if it hasn't been addressed, it will be addressed. Oh, yeah. Um, So it's been addressed.
2: (laughs) It's been addressed.
0: (laughs) You're going to involve your superstar corner and
2: newly signed. (laughs) Savior every safety. <laughs> it seems that one thing that this new regime with Coughlin and Maroon, they're not gonna hold back. Like they're gonna tell you what they like and don't like. And, yeah. They, they might not ease you and ease yeah, the news into you. They're gonna tell you how it is and that's life. Sorry. Yeah. Right. Sucks to suck, I guess. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, Coughlin also mentioned you can never have enough pass rushers. Uh that's interesting because the best pass rushers are now all off the market. Yeah, that was Chandler Jones, franchise tagged, Melvin Ingram, franchise tagged, Jason Pierre-Paul, franchise tagged. That was short-lived. What are you left with? Devin Taylor, uh, Jabal Shear, windmill. Some windmill <laughs> wisdom from Andre Branch. You could go look at a, a Nick Perry. Is a possibility. Yeah. I mean, again, all these guys are not yeah, exciting. They're guys that could come in and help. Yeah. But they're not exciting. They'll be more traditional pass rushers I mean, the than Jaguars have a guy good. that they could use to pass rush that they haven't been using in Dan Scuda. Yeah. I mean, is Nick Perry a better pass rusher than Dan Scuda? I don't know. Last time Scuda was allowed to pass rush, he got like five and a half sacks for the 49ers. Yeah. So, you know. We'll see what happens there. I think they're definitely going to get a pass rusher in the draft. Whether it's the first, second, third, they're going to get one at some point. At this point, to get a difference maker, that's what you're going to probably have to do. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree. To get a difference maker, you're going to have to take one in the first or second round. Yeah, I mean, anything out there in free agency now is going
0: to be depth or just bodies. You know, or, you know veteran, veteran guys who have played in the league, just... Just to have guys who you know, like, you can just
1: throw it at offensive tackles and see what works. Yeah. And the thing about that is, I don't think that anybody comes into this building that gets signed by Coughlin and Caldwell. I don't think that Coughlin's going to allow them to believe that they're just a stopgap guy. Yeah. Although Caldwell did say in his uh, press conference or interview that he. Kind of, He doesn't like free agency, and the reason they've had to use it is obviously because they went with the full rebuild to stay competitive. And he, he mentioned the fact that basically some of these guys, they're just signing to use for a couple years and then, until they can upgrade through the draft.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't think that that's the right approach necessarily. Mm-hmm. When these guys get in here, they need to think that you're fully bought into them. For them to fully buy into what you're doing.
0: Yeah, I mean, a a lot of mid-level free agents. You know, signing a good player, not necessarily the
1: best, but signing a good player for two to three years is... Every team can hope for that. Right, but the problem is we've signed these good players and they haven't worked out. And I think part of that problem is the lack of commitment from the organization to the players. Or maybe they just weren't as good as the GM or the front office thought they were. <laughs> Jared Odrick has already visited New England and passed a physical. Who doesn't visit New England? I'm mean. just telling you. <laughs> so it's interesting there. Um, another interesting comment from Caldwell. He thinks A.J. can can be an elite guard in the NFL. Okay. You, you have fun with that. You- <clears throat> I mean beyond just the implication of What that means In Dave Caldwell's head I think it does mean That the Jaguars are not going to sign two guards In free agency I think that means they're going to sign one Yeah I mean if they have the opportunity To feel like they can get
0: better without bankrupting themselves I
1: don't think that now, This is what I'm thinking Now Caldwell thinks Can can be elite That means yeah. he wants Can to start Yeah that means he doesn't want to pick up another guy that can replace him. Yeah, to me, that's that's kind of backwards thinking. But for him, he, he I might agree. think he already—he already has somebody that he can. Think, uh, I think everyone, pretty much everybody, would agree that assuming AJ can can be a elite player at this point after a really disappointing season is a bit of a stretch. I mean, he still is really young. Let's say he moves back to the left side. I would really like to see that. More natural. Zeitler at right guard. I'd love to see that. Um, All three of them brought up the fact that Bortles is the quarterback, so everybody who's wanting Bortles out of here this year, you can pretty much kiss that goodbye. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Now, that doesn't mean they won't draft a quarterback to perhaps – just give them assurance if Blake Bortles doesn't pan out in two thousand seventeen, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, good teams draft quarterbacks all the time.
1: Yeah. I'm still on the I'm still of the mindset that even if you don't if, even even if you want to guarantee Bortles the job, I still think they should bring in a veteran that's better than Chad Henney. Because there's several of them out there. Yeah. And they're not gonna do it, I don't think. Like Brian Hoyer is so much better than Chad Henney. It's not even close. Yeah. It's yeah. It's not. He's better than Bortles, in all honesty. Yeah, he's, he's based on everything we've seen over the last three years, Hoyer is better than Bortles. He might, yeah. I mean,
0: yeah. I I'm trying to think of different something to argue with that, but yeah.
1: Look at just you just look at watch the games. Yeah, I mean, I mean the the argument is Bortles hasn't reached his potential yet, and he threw thirty five touchdown passes two seasons ago, and you don't know could he. Get back to that level, or even surpass that level, with a good off season, focusing on the right things. Yeah, uh, and you know, a new system that fits him better. Um, what do you think
2: about that quarterback situation, Hunter? <laughs> I think, <laughs> <I> think that's <laughs> moving on. Uh, it's, <laughs> I just, like, I don't know. It's like throwing a rock in a pond and just hoping you hit a fish. I don't know. It's, yeah. yeah. I mean, Chad Henney's Chad Henney, you know what you're getting with Chad Henney. Um, of the free agents, what? You got Brian Hoyer. Um, what? I mean, I hear the cries of Brett Hundley, bring in, bring in Hundley. Yeah. But no. he, he hasn't done anything. He was above average at UCLA, and he hasn't done anything in the NFL. Yeah. Um, I think that is such a small part of the focus that people need to be looking at with everything else going on. Like, that's fair. If they're committed to Blake Bortles, let them be committed to Blake Bortles. Like, unless you're going to go down and race pitchforks and riot, then just sit back and shut up. And like, if he flames <laughs> out next year, he, he yeah, might have a new quarterback. I think that's what it is, is. like Next year is his year, especially with what it seems like they're trying to do with bringing in Tom Coughlin and kind of trying to beef up the O-line. Like, If he sucks next year, Sorry, like, it's time to move on. But. I think their goal is going to be take pressure
0: off of him, make, not make yeah. him the yeah. guy. He needs to throw <laughs> the, the th-
1: ball in between 20 and 30 times a game, not
0: not
2: 30, 30 and 40. 40. Yeah. Every
0: game you have to have a winning condition, whether that's running the ball, but being a power team, whether it's throwing the ball. When that winning condition relies on one guy who's been unreliable at best, it's a recipe
2: for disaster. I mean, who would you bring in as a free agent quarterback right now? Hoyer. Other than Hoyer. Um, no one really. That's the, so. It's it's Hoyer, nobody. Yeah, but I mean, you could easily go get him. Why not? I, I mean, I agree, but does Hoyer bring in a competition with Bortles? Yeah. I mean, I, mean. I think he's played better than him. Yeah. I, yeah, but he's been a competent starter for multiple teams around the NFL. Yeah. Well, then why not just draft a quarterback? Because I, I think why Warrior go, would have much more of an impact why day not, one. Well, yeah. Than, and uh, because you're not way. wasting a draft
1: pick on him.
0: Correct. You're only wasting cash, which in today's NFL is just growing more and more and more. Especially for yeah. the Jaguars. Yeah. $70 million in cap space. It's uh,
1: ridiculous.
2: I the, the one position that I have not been focusing on has been quarterbacks and free agency. Well, that makes yeah. sense. Because, you just, know,
1: for all intents and purposes, it seems that
2: Bortles is going to be the starter. I mean, it's been, what, three years? Yeah. Well, two this will be his fourth quarter. Yeah, so I mean, I'm not giving up on Bortles. I don't think he's played well. He's actually played terrible. But mm-hmm. I I haven't
1: given up on him either, but I think it's silly to not... And this is another thing in my head I was thinking about. Okay, so you you don't want a competition. You want Bortles to start. You can still sign Brian Hoard to be a backup quarterback. Yep. Plenty of teams have done nah, that. Yeah. And he's a... Quality backup. If Blake Bortles sucks ass this year, or if he gets injured, yeah. you throw him in there. Yeah, you don't want to throw Chad Henne or Brandon Allen in the game next year. No, I'm not comfortable with that. Yeah, no. I
0: mean, it, to me, it's it's with the NFL, you always have to be looking forward. You can't always think about this year and next year. You got to be thinking five years from now. What is the plan? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If Blake Bortles doesn't work out, do we have somebody? Who in five years we think can end up taking the torch from him or being the franchise guy, or do we need to start looking elsewhere? You always have to be looking forward in the NFL. That's what that's what the best teams do because that's how you that's how you make a name for yourself. That's how you make continued
2: long like success. No question. I mean, if you're looking at to me, if you look at it from Dave Caldwell's perspective, if I'm Dave Caldwell right now. If I go and sign a Hoyer to come in and compete, or if I go pick a guy to compete with Bortles, yes, you've kind of quieted the naysayers about bringing competition. Do this, do this, but at the same time, like, don't you raise the voices of the people that like are already doubting you? Like, you're pretty much giving up on your. No.
0: Yeah.
2: I don't I think keep him do. as you. I think. If it was me right now, Blake
1: Bortles will be my starter in 2017, and Brian Hoyer would be my backup. Blake Bortles, like, if you if you brought in Brian, because you Hoyer. can make the argument. If you're Caldwell, you can spin it, or Coughlin, the Jaguars brass, you spin it. This is a better backup for Blake Bortles. Are than you, and football and team, I don't think anybody yeah, would call
0: BS on that. Yeah, no. no, maybe not the starting eleven, but our football team overall got better.
2: Yeah, I, by getting. Yeah, but with, with me. Now, but what happens if Hoyer comes out and beats Bortles in training camp? Then well, you have a better quarterback. God, there's man. win-win. That you look so bad. To he, me, you look terrible if you're Caldwell. I don't care how yeah. you look if Call, you're David Caldwell. Matter. It matters. So, winning matters. I, That's I all know, that matters. Yeah.
0: Winning. Win, if you're winning at, with Brian Horderback, Hoyer as quarterback, people yeah. aren't going to remember the name Blake Bortles. No, I, I mean, it's <laughs> just <laughs> I
2: it's, mean, the quarterback position is and such b- a b- touchy. He, the
0: Jaguars. Survived before Dave Caldwell. They sure as hell will survive after Dave Caldwell. So I mean, whether or not the reputation of this one guy is on the line does not matter in in, in, in the long run. No, it's, and it's I guarantee you, it doesn't matter to Coughlin. It's all about winning. Yeah,
1: yeah. it's just Caldwell's it's, reputation matters not. It's to such Tom a Goffin. touchy
2: subject, though. Like it is. And I think either way, like if, no matter what side of the fence you're on, you have some kind of correctness in your argument. Yeah. To me. Like, everybody, everybody. There is no 100% correct.
0: For me, the reason why you sign somebody who can be a competent starter is Blake Bortles maybe has a year. If you pick up the option, he has two. With, and that's if he performs this year well enough that you think he deserves another one. Yeah. If you bring in a free agent, he'll sign a two- or three-year contract. At least you have what you think is a competent starter if yeah. Blake Bortles doesn't work out and you can draft his replacement let them learn, or if Brian Horner or whoever. Oh, God, the draft class next year is going to be terrible, though. Well, maybe you don't have to do it next year. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, you, you have the option of buying yourself a couple of years with competent quarterback play. And a lot of teams, you know, they, they get by waiting for the guy to come
1: along. Yeah, the Houston Texans. Yeah. yeah. We could have been in the playoffs last year if we had Brian Horner.
2: It's, yeah. At least is a definitely a they drafted with Tom Savage. Yeah. Tom Savage killed they it. Drafted, yeah.
0: Not saying that they're a model of success, but they're in the playoffs yeah. with with a quarterback they guaranteed thirty seven million and
1: isn't worth a nickel. <laughs> I wish we were sitting in their shoes right now. Still though, God. I really would take it. Yeah. I agree. Um. So I love our rants we get on. <laughs> Damn quarterbacks. Um, We mentioned Adrian Peterson and Jamal Charles are on the open market. Both running backs have eclipsed the age of 30. Both running backs have a severe history of injury, especially over the last couple of seasons. And both running backs are potential Hall of Famers.
0: They're
1: just two of the best you've ever seen do it. Adrian Peterson is the physical prototype running back. Power, speed, he's got it all. Jamal Charles is the um, he's the he's the versatile guy. Throw yeah. him out of the backfield, line him up wherever you want, and he's potential to break off a touchdown from anywhere on the field at any time. Do any of do either of them interest you? No, no.
0: I mean, th- their names make my ears perk up a little bit. Yeah. Like, they 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 cause interest, but when you're talking about a guy in in Jamal Charles, who's play who's Ran 82 plays, or 80, taken 82 carries in the last two years. Yeah. Um, Adrian Peterson, who I, I believe he's torn his ACL twice. He had some complications. He tore his meniscus last year. Um, and they're over 30. I mean,
1: running backs... <laughs> I think hell no would be the proper yeah. answer. <clears throat> it's Now... The fact Very that easy. they are just so elite—if you got one season out of these guys, which someone's going to sign them, yeah, they're going to play next year. Maybe they're going to be on a team. Who knows okay, what yeah, yeah. they'll be on a team? Correct. <laughs> right. But you know, if one of these guys—if the, if we're all just like, no, screw that, then one of these guys goes and has a freaking fifteen hundred yard season and ten touchdowns and averages almost five yards a carry like they regularly do. Whatever team that signed them, it's going to be worth it for them. Yeah, there's Absolutely. no question. Uh, but it's a big risk. It's going to be pricey, too. Yeah, it probably will be a lot more than most teams would like to spend. Uh, but when you've got the names Adrian Peterson and Jamal Charles out there, it's there's going to be multiple teams that want these guys. I mean, you think of uh, the Patriots... Um, yeah. blunt is a pre agent.
2: Picking up Jamal Charles.
1: They talk. I heard like
0: Dallas is always always connected to Adrian Peterson. Yeah, the Packers. They,
2: they, they they've yeah. been linked to the Adrian Seahawks. Peterson. Whew. They, mean, they're, they've they're, got Rawls,
1: but he's not Adrian Peterson. Yeah,
2: I saw some more about the Raiders. Oh, the Raiders. Yeah, Latavius yeah. Murray's not gonna, most so, likely not going to be back. It's, yeah.
1: Yeah, I like Latavius Murray, too. If we hadn't signed Chris Ivory last year, I would be all up on Latavius. Like, I think he's better than Chris Ivory. Yeah. I think that's clear. Um, he's a younger. He's, he's more
0: versatile, I think.
1: Yeah, but, you know, I don't think that's a likely scenario for the Jaguars. <laughs> um, now, the fact that Adrian Peterson and Jamal Charles are polar opposites in terms of running style really ties in. With the top two running backs in the (laughs) 2017 draft class, Adrian Peterson compares very similarly to Leonard Fournette, while Jamal Charles and um, Dalvin Cook kind of compare a bit. Cook is bigger, uh, but they both have the home run, big playability, the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, line up wherever you want, um, just be multiple, very multiple, whereas Peterson and Fournette are both the guy you just give it to him 20 times every game and ride that horse? Yeah, <laughs> he's definitely more of the workhorse. So, Leonard Fournette today, combine weigh were today. Uh, Leonard Fournette weighed in at 240 pounds. <sighs> Good lord, I mean, and he still runs a 4 4 for that frame. That's crazy. He is 6 1, so you know. If he was five foot ten, five foot eleven, like a lot of running backs, he'd probably be sitting at around maybe two thirty. But still, two hundred forty pounds. I mean, he outweighs Telvin Smith by twenty pounds. <laughs> yeah, linebackers aren't going to enjoy <laughs> tackling him. No. No. Good luck. <laughs> I see Telvin Smith lay running backs out. I don't know if he's laying yeah. running <laughs> back.
2: That's big. That's big. Uh, it's my size. Yeah, and Cook weighed in a little, a little bit. So yeah. like that'd be like me running the four four, yeah, except one hundred percent muscle <laughs> yeah. and zero all muscle, one. yeah, Yeah, just me running downhill, jacked like you know the Hulk running yeah. four four.
0: Um, so so Tuesday for you, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. my Tuesday morning. Yeah, right no, that's I mean, this is, look, this is stacking up to be a really good running back class. No question, with these two guys
2: headlining it. The running back class is this is the class like there's not a position more stacked to me
1: i don't think there is either no question so it's i mean it's stacked which begs the question do you really need to take one in the first round
0: that's however
1: there's talent at other positions that'll be there in the second round as well so it's like i think the jaguars have to decide first off they have to figure out who's going to be there when they draft at number four yeah uh, we don't know if Jonathan Allen's going to get taken before that. Uh, everyone assumes Miles Garrett will get taken before he that. He absolutely says. Um, yeah, there's no way um, that he doesn't. But So, at, at four, do you see Jonathan Allen as more of an impact player or Leonard Fournette or Dalvin Cook? Like, Do you, do you like these running backs more than the pass rushers? It just depends on what the Jaguars think. Yeah. Um, because there's going to be good pass rushes in the second round, too. Yeah. There's going to be good corners in the second round. This draft is so deep. Um, now, what it's not deep at is interior line. And, Most and people outside are, of the Well, yeah, either. but we're not probably in the tackle market. I mean, maybe. I yeah. mean, maybe they're <laughs> like, well, Brandon Albert's getting old. We just traded for him, even though we had a 26-year-old. I'm thinking about replacing the the right tackle. Parnell and... Yeah, they're both old. Albert's 32. Okay. I think Parnell's probably 30 now. He's, all, I think he's 20 and under 30. Um, so... Yeah, who knows? Maybe they could be in the market for a tackle in the draft. But I just see... You just went and traded for Albert. I just don't see them going after another tackle, really. Especially when... There's perceived holes at other places on the team. Mm. Well, there's certain holes. No yeah. <laughs> question right now. Hopefully by the time the draft comes around, cornerback will be figured out, strong safety will be figured out, and one of the guard slots will be figured out by a free agent too, hopefully. so. Um, like we said earlier, uh, Tom Coughlin really likes fullbacks. He made it pretty clear without coming out and saying we are going to get a fullback this year. He made it pretty clear that there's going to be a fullback on the roster. Um, he likes fullbacks. He's done well with fullbacks. Uh, so we went ahead and looked at a few uh, unrestricted free agent fullbacks that are coming up. Um, the thing about these guys is any one of their teams could easily resign them before the deadline. To re-sign before they would become unrestricted free agents, um, just because free agents that are fullbacks are so cheap. Yeah, they're not gonna break. The, the highest-paid fullback right now is 2.5 million dollars a year, so that's that, that's like punter selling. Yeah, I mean, just keep keep that in mind when looking at fullbacks. Uh, these guys could get signed at any time. But Kyle Uzcheck, he was the best fullback in football last year. He was a Pro Bowler. He's only 25, played for the Ravens. He's been excellent in both run blocking and pass blocking. I'm glad you had to say his name. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. In case you were wondering how that's spelled, it's J-U-S-Z-C-Z-Y-K. I had no idea what it was pronounced like. (laughs) I've heard people pronounce it before. That's the only way I knew. But um, Yeah, he's kind of a balanced fullback. He is good at blocking and... Um, he's also decent at better yeah he's decent at running the ball too. Um, he's not just a straight guy that they just line up at fullback that's really a running back or a tight end or something like that. He's a legitimate fullback that's a legitimate blocker and so is Zach line Minnesota's fullback. Uh, he's only 26 year old as well so both of those guys are in the age range you would want for a free agent. There's also Jerome Felton, who's a name that most people probably remember. He's been Mm -hmm. around for a while. He's 30 years old now, played in Buffalo most of his career. He's a fullback that can do multiple things, but he's a good blocker. So those are some names to keep in mind in terms of unrestricted free agents that Tom Coughlin might be looking at. In terms of rookies, you never know, man. Fullbacks can come from anywhere. Yeah. Literally anywhere. Northwest, east, south state. <laughs> yeah, but one guy that we know because he's here locally, uh, Freddie Stevenson from Florida State, I think he he did well as a blocker. Uh, you don't know if he's really going to project to be a great blocker or not. It's just hard to tell with college fullbacks, in my opinion. But he looks like he could be a solid fullback, and he was pretty explosive when he got the ball in his hands yeah. as well. Thirteen carries last year for ninety yards, but he scored four touchdowns on those thirteen carries. That's yeah. pretty cool. That's pretty um, high conversion. Yeah, it really is. And you would think like if a guy had thir- if a fullback had thirteen carries and four touchdowns, he's probably only getting like one yard, yeah, two on guard yard line. carries. <laughs> but no, he averaged you know thirteen carries for ninety yards. I don't know what that averages, but Way higher than anybody else we'd look at, for sure. Um, Also, I'm sure teams were just not ready for them to give the ball to the fullback. They're trying to prepare for... Hey, fullback trap. They're trying to prepare for Dalvin Cook and Travis Rudolph and the rest of those boys out there uh, for Florida State. But um, we looked a lot at tight ends last week. Uh, Hunter, obviously you weren't here for that. So sad. Um, What tight ends... Pique your interest. I mean, we know Tom Coughlin wants a guy that is balanced, that can stay in line and block, because he basically doesn't want to try to tight end out there that you know it's going to be a pass.
2: Yeah. I mean, he's on the field. are we talking free? just free agency? Uh, we can look at whatever you want, man. I mean, free agency, obviously. Pretend like you're Tom Coughlin. You <laughs> I mean, have the I mean, reins. It'd be yeah. kind of dumb it. not to look at Martellus Bennett. I mean, he's fairly young-ish. Not well, very old. I mean like, He's soon to be thirty. So not terrible. Though. Yeah. He's got at least three, four solid years. Yeah, he doesn't appear to be slowing down at no, all. No, he's actually looking better now than he did three right. years ago. Right. Um was very successful in New England. No question. Um, I mean, look what he did when without Gronk. Like he was a very big part of that offense. Um so that'd be really in free agency would be probably my only guy. There's not really any free agent tight ends. Floating around, um, especially with the guys we have now. I
0: think Jack Doyle might be a guy. He the, might be interesting. Yeah, not, not, not a awesome. headliner guy, but yeah,
2: it's just.
1: Like, I would say he would be the second guy for us if yeah. if we were gonna go get a tight end in pre agency. Doyle would probably be second because, like Bennett, he's multiple. Yeah, he's not just a move tight end. Uh, no,
2: and I'm just looking at more like a draftable guy. Yeah. Like yeah. What do in we the got? Draft, like I mean. For one, I like Jeremy Sprinkle from Arkansas. Yeah. Like, first off, the nickname. we just gotta keep Sprinkle. him away from Bell. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, good lord. <laughs> but I mean, very successful career at Arkansas. Very successful. A good blocker. You know he's gonna block. I mean, they run one of the better blockers in the. They run team. downhill. They run power a lot, but they also flex him out. And a lot of times they will put him wide out with a corner or something. So that's something you know. It's versatile. Uh, Jake Butt. Yeah. I know he has a terrible – he had a <laughs> knee injury, uh, I believe, in the bowl game. Yeah. Um, Towards ACL. Fourth, fifth-round pick, possibly, something like that. Mm-hmm. He's a very versatile. Again, run downhill with Michigan. You know he can block. Um, and Lose the he's chain. a very successful pass catcher <laughs> okay. at Michigan. Um, somebody that they snuck out in everywhere and was able to catch the ball. Um, I mean – uh, I can't think of the guy's name right now. The guy from Miami. Joku. Yes. David yes, yes, Joku. Yes. Came out of nowhere. Woo! And he's a physical freak. Probably not the best blocker, necessarily. Yeah, he's, he's going to be... Uh... He's more of a, a receiving tight end, mm. but has the ability and the body to block. Yeah. He's um, got a frame that you can build on. Yeah, you can definitely work with. He's actually built not quite as tall, but he's built similar to Mercedes Lewis. Yeah. Um, now, I mean... I don't think you can overlook the fact that we have the best blocking tight end in the NFL. Yep. So when you look at your tight ends, if you can be somewhere near Mercedes Lewis, you, you're a good blocker. Yeah, and, and you, you, you've got somebody to look
0: up to and yeah. take notes from. That's, That's pretty darn good.
2: I mean, Mercedes Lewis... People don't like him, but his blocking ability is the most underrated it's, ability, probably of anybody on the team. It's
0: gone down a bit as his career has gone on. It's, still, it, it's still, it's still better. Than still, than it's still better though. than the average. He's I will, good. Yeah. Like
2: he's yeah. really good. So,
1: and he does provide pretty steady hands lately. He hasn't been
2: dropping balls. He doesn't drop a lot of balls. I mean, when he was younger, he would drop the touchdowns. You know, I think but, the one with him is. He doesn't have that flash that some tight ends do have. Like yeah. the Gronks and the Martellus Bennett's of the mm. world do. Like, he's. When he catches the ball, he's going down pretty oh, quickly. Oh, man.
1: When they've run those screen passes to him yeah, over the last couple of years, it's so fun to watch because somehow they work. Like, the blocking works out <laughs> perfectly in
0: front of like him. It's like watching yeah. a draft with stilts just <laughs> running just down crazy. the field. It's just. <laughs> so, it's pretty bad. Like, his legs are so flinging hard. out to the oh, side. God. Not much coordination, but. I mean.
1: But that kind of brings me to something I wanted to talk about, too. Might the Jaguars just stick with what they've got at tight end? Mercedes Lewis, you know what you've got. Koyak and uh, Sterling, Caldwell was quick on Monday to bring them up as players that he would like to build around. And they filled in. Koyak played them very nicely.
2: Koyak in his last couple games was a very, very solid tight end.
1: And to me, based on what Coughlin has said, about in terms of the move tight ends and the more regular balanced end line tight ends. It seems like it's reasonable to believe that perhaps the Jaguars' top two tight ends would be Lewis and Koyak, and then they would get the move tight end and Neil Sterling, who's already on the roster still, uh, and the move tight end could be the guy that's not your number one. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. he'd be
2: a transition kind of guy, a personnel package. Yeah. So um, what's the guy's name, number 46 for us? I can't remember his name. Ellis. Ellis, it? yeah. It would not surprise me to see him be moved to fullback. Interesting. Yeah. I would not be surprised at all if training camp or whatever comes around and he's listed as he's got a got fullback right? on the depth chart. I mean, he's he's a shorter, stockier kind of build. Yeah. Last year when they brought him in, they did kind of bring him in as a wing-flex kind of fullback. So that's something I would be interested to see. You're not spending any more money. Yeah. And maybe you hit some kind of little jackpot with this guy you already got. So, Man, I ain't worried
0: about paying no fullback. Give me give me, give me, me all the fullbacks. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> well, that's no, I mean I'm not, so. I'm not so, either, but I'll I'm just saying... Him. like, yeah, I, got, if
2: 70, if, I if, got 70 mil. If he's already in-house, like... Why go out and get somebody if you got somebody that can be serviceable?
1: Yeah, I agree. That's, I mean, unless unless Coughlin's just, all right, unless Coughlin's just like we're doing this. I mean, if they Damn bring it. in a fullback starts, free agency, he just
2: starts throwing hundreds off the top of EverBank yeah. Stadium. Go <laughs> yeah. get it! He, he'd be on top of EverBank with a fishing pole and a hundred <laughs> fullbacks are coming out of nowhere. But I mean, if they sign a free agent fullback. Is the city of Jacksonville going to erupt? No, I mean... No. It's going
0: to be an underlining, but
2: it's probably going to be no. one of the more impactful signings but, like, to me. But, like, is anybody going to notice if Ellis or any free agent fullback is on the field next year making blocks? Depending like, on who it is, are you I gonna, would imagine so. But are you going to yeah. care who
1: it is? As long as they the, play well, no one cares. The na- yeah. the, 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 That's,
2: but it's not a name. Like, you're never going to be like, oh, we got that guy.
0: I feel like if you sign Kyle Juszczyk, or however you say his yeah. name is... I think
2: that the more, right on. Yeah, it's on. Nice. Nice. The more in the know
0: football play football fans are gonna be like okay I, you know it's a fullback I've heard of that's a big deal yeah the
2: only problem outside is of that not seeing a lot of in the know Jaguar fans lately yeah no there's a lot of there's a lot of they're fly to come, by night fans yeah a lot of people are starting to come out like a lot of fans are starting to come out and they're just spewing everywhere like the stuff I see on Twitter it's like you should see the comments holy. that we get on our. Uh, <sighs> Facebook yeah. posts. Facebook oh oh, for mean. Well, then I see that the the, uh, the Facebook, what is it? We are Jaguar Facebook or whatever it is. Yeah. That we're some of the like there's this dude on there that just spews venom. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and he hey, has...
1: shout out to everybody on We Are Jaguars. We love you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I we I, love you. Very, I love that people talk about it. Yeah. But my that lord, very like, vocal and
2: very negative. These are the kind of people that go on and read the headlines on Madden, like when you're in franchise mode, <laughs> and they're like, I'm going to use that in real life about my team. Tomorrow. It's just like it's I don't know. Just call That's a completely Everybody, different situation. But yeah. let's all get along. We're
1: rooting for the same thing. Yeah, no <laughs> question. So uh we're gonna get into some free agency, but to start, the franchise tag deadline was today at four thirty or four o'clock PM. So we know everyone that is franchise tagged. Yep. There's no one else that's gonna be franchise tagged. Um Jason Pierre-Paul, New York Giants pass rusher. All of us thought it would have been a great fit in Jacksonville. Heartbreaking. He had the rapport with Coughlin, and, you know, he hasn't worked directly under the offensive line coach Pat Flaherty or the defensive backs coach um, uh, Perry Fuel, but he's worked with them. Uh, so that would have been a really nice fit. Eric Berry, best strong safety in football, in my opinion. Arguably. And he got paid like it. Yeah, he's getting paid over $13 million a year now from highest, the Chiefs. Highest paid in the league. Yep. Uh, Trem- oh, and Eric Berry didn't get franchised. I don't no, know why. Got, got I don't know why he's on here. He got signed. It's just off the market. Yeah. But um, Tremaine Johnson got franchise tagged for the second year in a row by the he's- Rams, and he's now going to be the highest paid cornerback in football.
2: This year. Like $16 million or something 16. like
1: that. Yeah. My God. Yep. Melvin Ingram for the Chargers, a really good outside linebacker, pass rusher. He wasn't necessarily a natural fit because of the difference in schemes, but yeah, he was 4. still a
2: hell of a football player. He's a guy that can get to the quarterback.
1: Yeah. Whether he's a 4-3, 3-4,
2: yeah. whatever, you know. That's a big change. Though. That's a hard yeah. fit for an outside linebacker to play in yeah. a 4-3. Yeah.
1: Le'Veon Bell. Obviously. You knew he wasn't hitting One of the best running backs in football, yeah, Uh, if not the best. Kawan Short, one of the best young defensive tackles in football for the Panthers. Uh, Chandler Jones, Cardinals. That was another guy I would have really liked to have seen in Jacksonville. Um, And then Kirk Cousins, who everyone knew he wasn't going to hit the market. If he did, though, I would have been... Hooting and hollering for the Jaguars oh, to go. Oh, That's
2: the one to me of quarterback market. If he, Kirk Cousins hit, yeah, he he, he would. That you would, like that? He would want a top yeah, ten. Yeah, I'd like take He's Kirk looking Jaguars. for top ten money, though. I don't care. That's fine. I'd take Kirk Cousins.
0: As a backup?
2: No. No, he would be a, our starter. starter. But, okay, no, no, I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm, no. He would be our I'm, starter. I'm thinking of it uh, as, as
0: the no. Jaguars' front office.
1: Well, no, I am, too. I think if the Jaguars' front office legitimately believed they
2: could get Kirk Cousins, that they would. Yeah. There's, I really do. There are a few people in the NFL that if they hit the free market as a quarter free agent market as a quarterback, I would take and say, Kirk Cousins, like, this is your job to lose. Yeah. No question. Like okay. look what he did in Washington. I'm not saying I disagree, I just don't think the You don't think I, I don't Caldwell
1: think, and Coughlin are thinking that. I mean, yeah.
2: do you like that? I like, like that. What, <laughs> I like that. I like it too. I like uh, that. I like, I like, that. <laughs> like what? What do we at? <laughs> it's just... For
1: all of you not in the know, Kirk Cousins has a tagline. You like that? He yelled at a reporter one time after the game, uh, after a big win for the Redskins. (laughs) So, yes, we like that very much, Kirk Cousins. So, um, now that we know pretty much all the best pass rushers are off the market, which one would you prefer
2: amongst who's still available?
1: And would, or would you just uh, say pass rushers? Uh, yeah.
2: Or would you just say, no, uh, I mean, the only think, one that I would think of would be Nick Perry, just because he's a scooter ish kind of guy.
0: I, I would, I would say maybe
2: Jabal Sheard. Yeah, I think he's, he interests he's, me.
0: he's, he's, he's interesting. He's not a, he's not a guy that I'm going to go gaga for, but he's, you know, he's, he's shown that he's a solid player. Um, if he's available and we sign him, I'm And And he's still only
1: 28. 28 was a (laughs) lot of production in his past. So, So, I mean, he's a guy
0: that I would not... I'd I'd be happy if he's on him.
1: But got to be concerning with what happened with him in 2016 with the Patriots. Even being a healthy scratch for one game against the 49ers. Yeah, there's some questions. Yeah. (laughs) Certainly some due diligence that teams are going to have to do before they sign a guy like Sheard. Or any guy for that matter. You're throwing out millions of dollars. You need to do your due diligence. No question. Um, but that leads us into now that the uh, franchise tag period is closed, we have a clearer picture of what will be available in free agency. We've got an updated top three free agent targets, and I think all of us are just in agreement on the top three. Yeah, I'm I think just maybe three and two. I think maybe the order is not the same. Yeah. Um, I think for. Definitely for me and Hunter, Zeitler is number one. Is he number one yeah. for you too? Yeah. So all of us want, most importantly, to go get Kevin Zeitler from Cincinnati. Um, he's he's the perfect situation type of free agent. Mm-hmm. He's only 26. He's coming off his first Pro Bowl. He's become an elite player in the league. Um, he's not just a good guard. He's one of the best guards in football. You know what
2: you're getting Yeah, he's not a commodity because he's the only guy there. Like, right. He would be a commodity no matter what. Yeah, if you released yeah. all the guards in NFL right now, all what sixty-four starting guards, and you put them on, you know, he'd probably be one of the first three signed. Oh, easily, he'd be top five. He'd be yeah, yeah, up there. So that's
1: the guy. And the Jaguars again, everyone knows they have the money to go get him. Just do it. Yeah. Just do And it at this point oh, this there. is another thing I forgot to mention earlier with what Caldwell said. Caldwell said there's guys. There's pretty much like one guy we like at every position, and after that, so there's a
2: drop off. You know that guy is yeah. Kevin Zyler. There's no one else that <laughs> would contest so. that. I would really hope so. <laughs> so go get him. If they go out and sign, like, I don't know, Warmack and say, that's our guy, I'm a
1: little No, we, we liked him more than Zyler. I'm, well, I'm lying you lied to me. Yeah, if that's the case, I, was born I on quit. A, I was I born quit. on a
2: Monday. I wasn't born last yeah, Monday. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. If that's, if that's the case, I quit. I'm done. Jaguars, find somebody else. Yeah.
1: So then our other two guys that we all want, they both fill positional needs too. Yeah. Uh the Jaguars it appears are gonna let Prince of Mukamara walk. Or at least test free agency. They about to spend some quiche. Uh and the guy that we all think would be the best candidate to replace him and probably be even better than him is AJ Boye. Uh He's from Houston, Texans. So, not only are you adding a quality player to your roster, by all accounts, he would be one of the top 10 number two corners in football easily. Yeah. Probably top two or three mm-hmm. number two corners in football. Oh, yeah. Um, you're not only doing that, but you're stealing him from the Texans. Yeah. And screw the Texans. Of course.
2: Nobody likes them.
1: That's right. So, and. There's been scouts around the league, anonymous scouts, of course, because scouts are always anonymous. Always. Um, that have said A.J. Boye combined with Jalen Ramsey is like a nightmare yeah. for uh, defensive or, excuse me, offensive coordinators. You, I think my uncle was
2: actually that anonymous scout. Oh, no <laughs> way. Yeah, Uncle Evans. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what he does. Houston, <laughs> Houston, by all accounts, has said they really want to keep
0: A.J. Boye.
1: Yeah, but... You guys do the cash. They didn't do the franchise tag. We'll Bolstet see what they walks. Do. That's right. Now, uh, for me, Boye would be my number three guy. I think you that's, agree. Yes. Scott, I think he's your number two, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I think it's corner more of an impactful position than the next. I think that's two fair, uh, but I think Tony Jefferson is better than AJ Boye. He's 26 years old, coming off a great season with the Cardinals. The Jaguars have Jonathan Cyprian, who's an unrestricted free agent. He's a guy that's very solid if you play him in the box. Once he gets outside the box, in all earnesty, in all honesty, he's a liability mm-hmm. if he's not playing inside the box, close to the line of scrimmage. Um, Tony Jefferson's not. He can definitely play the deep middle. He can play. He can play two deep safeties. He can play deep middle by himself. He can play at the line of scrimmage. And when he arrives at the ball, it is always just a... Yeah, he makes his presence known. It is yeah. always a big hit. He's an exciting guy. He's that guy, welcome to Duval, prepare yeah. to get hit. We need to bring <laughs> that back, you know what I'm saying? So uh, he's that type of guy. He went undrafted, I still can't believe that. But he ran a 4-7 at the Combine yeah. in 2013. And that just goes to show you, just because a guy doesn't run fast at the Combine does not mean they're not going to be a stud in the NFL because... Jefferson is absolutely a stud. It's a lot of what's between the ears. And the Cardinals would certainly be bringing him back if they didn't already have Teron Matthew, uh, Patrick Peterson. They have a lot of guys they have to worry about on their okay. defense. Deion Buchanan. Um, so, yeah, he's certainly a guy that I would love to see. And if the Jaguars literally just signed these three guys, I think it would be a great free agent class for them. Yeah. Except every single team is going to be fighting for these three guys also. Yeah.
0: If they happen to, to hit a home run, it's like winning the
2: lottery. I, I think they would be lucky if they got two of these guys, really. Extremely, yeah. yeah. If, I mean, for me, Jefferson is the biggest kind of what-if kind of guy. Like, if the Jaguars play it too high, we've talked about it before, Tony Jefferson's probably your dude. If Jaguars are going to be more consistent as a single-high team still, and they just want to use Cyprian down low and maybe every once in a while back, then, you know.
1: Yeah, I would be fine with them bringing Cyprian back if that's what they're going to do. Um,
2: Boye, I mean, we talked about it before we started recording, you know. He could be maybe more of a commodity because of the lack of free agency. Yeah. Yeah, the number one guy in the position is always going to get Yeah, he's not the number one in Houston. I mean, no, he wasn't. So that's how you gotta look at it. But at the same time However, he, I think he would be next year. Yeah, and he he's a player. Like him and uh, Jalen Ramsey on the field. That's dangerous well, nice. with Deshaun Gibson nice. back, like that's that's a pretty good secondary. No question. Um but Zeitler, Zeitler, whatever his name is. Just get him. Please get him. Spend now, the money. We're like,
1: starting to run out of time here. We wanted to get into a couple guys we wanna watch at the combine. As the Combine start has already started, and in earnest, it really starts on Friday. So, who are we looking at, Scott? I got a whole list. I color coordinated Yeah, and was... We're really running short on real, time, though, quick, so let's just get a couple I have guys I three in. categories.
0: Athletes you want to watch, Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette, Miles Garrett. Um, those are the guys you know are going to perform. Questionable athletes, Derek Barnett, how well is he
1: going to perform, how athletic really is he. Um, Yeah, that'll be really interesting, no question. Because he's widely considered a top three or four pass rusher. Yeah. And
0: and and that's really the big question on him is, you know, how how athletic of a guy is he? Yeah. Um, We'll see. You know, Demarcus Walker is a late guy who I really want to see perform, see how well he does, because he's. You know, he's a guy who very well could be
1: a Jaguar. Let's just go all Jacksonville-raised players. Let's get him. Let's get Nathan Peterman. If we had a Jacksonville draft, (laughs) you'd still have a decent draft. Yeah,
0: we we got some talent. Or even just a Florida draft. Oh, and then just guys that interest me, you know, Carl Lawson. He's a guy in the second round we could definitely – I could definitely see us drafting, um, like, Deontay Foreman running back out of Texas. My one of my personal favorites. I
1: mean, but you gotta like Foreman just watching him. Yeah. yeah. That dude's a beast. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah. No, so I mean there's a there's a ton yeah. of good players. That's gonna yep. be that's gonna be going on this this week. I'm by far most excited to see what Fournette runs. And yeah. Cook really. That's gonna be big. Those two guys gonna be big. Fournette's well if Cook over. flirts with four three or gets Ooh. to four three something, that's crazy. And if Fournette hits four fours at two hundred and forty pounds, Jesus Christ. But, but. <laughs> yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited to see if, if a guy like Curtis Samuel or Kermit uh,
2: Kermit uh, Whitfield, Whitfield. Oh, dude, if will... Whitfield
1: runs fast, I would love to see him return and kick yeah. for the
2: Jaguars. That'd be interesting. For sure. Who are you looking at? Um, I got a couple kind of random ones. Safety, uh, Eddie Jackson from Alabama. Oh, yeah. Um, he's Random. Totally random. <laughs> oh, no. So random. <laughs> but he, he had a late injury, broke his leg. Probably would have been a first or second round guy. You don't um, think he still will be? I don't know. Like, the, it was a decent leg break. Um, so you just never know. Wow. Bone, Plus, bone, to bone me, is better than tissue. He, he's it's an in-betweener. Dangerous. At safety? He, he could be a safety. He could be a corner. Like, you just don't really know. Um, another Alabama guy, Marlon Humphrey is a junior cornerback. Probably one of the best cover again, corners in the draft. <laughs> Those are my two not random <laughs> Linebacker Raquan McMillan from a- Ohio State. Kind of a tweener linebacker, but damn, he's everywhere on the field. We talked about Jeremy Sprinkle. Um, Sprinkles. Sprinkle, yeah. A local guy, Isaiah Ford, at receiver. All-time leading receiver at Virginia Tech. Hell of a football player. We probably won't draft him, but I just want to see what he does. Um, At running back, I got Alvin Kamara from Tennessee, who I think is questionably competing with Dalvin Cook as – one Ooh. of the most athletic all-around backs in the draft. I'm with you 100. Um, percent And then a kind of a random guy. This is my really random Brian Hill from Wyoming. Damn, he's physical. There's some. What is he? A running back. Okay. okay. Yeah. I don't. I he's about I honestly can't say six one say I've seen about two fifteen ish. Physical as hell. Runs downhill. Uh, his blocking video and pass protection is ridiculous. Is he like he, a late round probably. Yeah. I mean, he's probably like, so like a much 56, back talent. Yeah. Um, but he had a, a Jones-Drew kind of block on Merriman. He had one of, a couple of those. You know we like that. Yeah. And then um, another random guy again, fourth, fifth round, Patrick Mahomes from Texas Tech.
1: Dude, guess what? He
2: ain't going that late. I can tell you that yeah. right now. I don't think he will either. Some people think he's a first-round pick. I agree. And everybody that I know in the coaching circle and random guys that I follow on Twitter that I know and talk to – Think he probably, other than maybe Deshaun Watson, is the best quarterback in the if he, can, he is the best arm talent. You know in why I the don't like him? Single best he throws. made some of the
1: dumbest decisions I've ever seen. You know why I, I don't like him? Game. He reminds me of Blake Bortles. Uh, he might a, have a He's be- a better passer. Yeah, he has a better arm, but he does the same crap I see Blake Bortles do. He'll make the best throw you've ever seen a guy make. Yeah, and then, and makes- then he'll throw the worst throw you've ever seen Watch a guy. Watch the West Virginia game. That's I the completely bottom. agree.
2: But he's on a very low talented team at Texas Tech. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes will have the best quarterback combine of anybody. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No doubt. There's a lot of interesting quarterbacks that we don't have time to get into right now. Maybe next week we'll do a quarterback episode. But um, that's pretty much going to do it for us. Again, I want to remind everybody that you can go check out. Um, Check out our seating section on our website. You can sit with us in 2017 and at all the Jaguars home games. I got mine. Hunter's got his, I've got mine. Scott will be sitting with us a lot whenever we can get away from the babies. <laughs> um, so yeah, section 216, go to jimjag.com click on the game day tag, and then you'll see sit with us. All the instructions are good to go from there. Um, and then check out the rest of the website for all the latest news and analysis. You can follow us on Twitter, at Generation Jag, on Facebook and Instagram, at Generation Jaguar. You can follow Scott Klein, at Scott Klein one on Twitter. Hunter Evans, at Hunter underscore Evans underscore seven on Twitter. And you can follow myself on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Jordan DeLugo. Um, it's
2: been a fun show. Go we'll yeah. by quick. They went by really quick. They
1: all go by so quick. I get so excited every Wednesday to come over and just record. I love it. I mean, it's a good time talking Jaguar football with friends. It's always a good time. So uh, that's gonna do it for us today, everybody. Thanks for stopping by for Scott Klein and Hunter Evans. I'm Jordan Delugo. See y'all next week.